Well, are y'all happy, happy, happy to be here today? Yay! Praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We've already rejoiced and we've been glad in it. But by the end of this service, we're going to be even gladder. Can you agree with me on that? Praise God. How many of you received uh, our email this week? Anybody received that email? Anybody read that email? Okay. If you didn't receive it or you haven't read it, they're out on our information table. You can pick some up out there. Is that right? Oh, they aren't. Okay. Well, go online and see it. It's on there. Praise the Lord. So I wrote this email entitled, Our Abundant Provider. And that came about because one morning when I was waking up, I know I was thinking about our joy of generosity goal, thinking about all of you wonderful folks here in the church. And, you know, sometimes you get tempted to be thinking like, how is this going to be? How is this going to come to pass? But as I was kind of thinking along those lines, it just came big in my heart. How are you thankful for the Holy Ghost? And that phrase just rose up big. It's going to come to pass because you have an abundant provider. Everybody say that with me. I have an abundant provider. Hallelujah. There's no lack in heaven. And when we're hooked up with him, he has promised us something. Now, I know you may be having some questions during this kickoff of the holiday season. Perhaps some of you are struggling financially and that question has come. How am I going to buy Christmas gifts? How am I going to give what I want to give into joy of generosity? Because I know all of your hearts are to do something unusual, something bigger than you've ever done. Amen to give unto the Lord. Well, the answer is found in the Word of God. Aren't you thankful for the Word of God? Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 is a scripture that we often quote during the offering. And that's good to do it during the offering. But I want us to read it today and highlight some of the other uh, things in here that it applies to every area of our life. I am convinced that my God will, everybody read this part with me, fully satisfy every need you have. For I have seen the abundant riches of glory revealed to me through Christ Jesus. When you read that at home, I want you to say it like this. For I've seen, for my God will fully satisfy every need I have. He's an individual God. He's a personal God. He knows exactly what's going on in your life and in your family, in your home. He, nothing goes unnoticed by Him. And He is promising us here that I am your God. And I've got more than you might see in your checkbook right now. I am your Lord. And I am the one that said, I will fully satisfy every need. Everybody say every. Every need. Now, if we were to highlight the greatest need that mankind has ever had, we know for sure that is is a spiritual need. The best thing that you can do, and I believe all of you in here have made that choice. If you hadn't till today, you did today to receive the gift 
of eternal salvation. There's no greater gift. Jesus is the greatest gift ever given. And as we celebrate the Christmas season, I want to encourage you to meditate on His miraculous entrance into the earth and the price that He paid and all that He has provided for us. He is truly the reason for the season. And if we had to make a choice, of course we would say, I'm choosing to go to heaven over being healed or over having my financial needs met. But the good news is the gospel is all inclusive. We don't have to make a choice. It's not either or. It's all the above. Hallelujah. You're familiar with this wonderful scripture, but I want to read it anyway. John 3, 16. Thinking about the greatest gift ever given. For God so loved the world. I think I want participation today. Y'all can quote it. That he gave, say it with me, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. How many believers? Oh, man. Honey, I think you better do another call for salvation. They didn't all raise their hand. How many believers? Woo! That means you're a whosoever. And that means that you called on the name of the Lord. God so loved the world. God so loved you and me that he gave heaven's best. Jesus was the greatest sacrifice that God could give. And he gave them gave him for us. And not only did did the Father give, but Jesus so loved, he came. That's the message of Christmas. Hallelujah. And again, I want to say this, that salvation, what Jesus provided, is all-inclusive. He redeemed us, spirit, soul, and body. He delivered us from mental torment. He healed all sickness and disease with the stripes upon his back. And yes, he has promised to meet all of our financial needs. Not according to what's in your current checking account, but according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. There's no lack in heaven. There's no loan or not. They don't owe on the pearly gates. There's no debt in heaven. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you. I just did this the other day. Did you know there's so much in the Bible about provisional miracles? Usually when you say the word miracle, people immediately think about, you know, some, a limb growing, a blind eye being opened, deaf ears hearing, and those certainly are miracles. And we don't discredit healing and those kind of things. But there's really a lot in the Word of God about Jesus providing people's financial needs or or their natural needs being met. The very first miracle that Jesus performed. Anybody know what it was? 
turning the water into wine at a wedding feast in Canaan. And you know what that was? That was a provisional miracle. His first miracle wasn't casting the devil out of somebody or healing the sick. It was providing a need that was presented to him. And I love that account. We're not going to, for sake of time, look at the scriptures. You can read that. It's, it's located in the gospels. But at this wedding feast that Jesus and his disciples were attending, the head of the feast came all panicky because they ran out of wine. And Mary, Jesus' mother, happened to be there as well. And what she did was she turned to Jesus and, you know, she's like, do something. And he's like, Mom, my hour has not come. But you know what? I love the persistence of mamas because I am one. And she did not take no for an answer. She just ignored that he said, my hour has not come. And she turned around to the servants and she said, whatever he says, do it. And you know what happened? Jesus said, it was sort of like, well, if she say I do, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Mama's faith and mama's persistence. And you know, this just comes up in my heart right now. Some of you mamas and your papas may be believing for your children to come into the kingdom of God or to come back home into the kingdom of God. And some of them may have gotten in your face and said, I don't want Jesus. I don't want what you have. I don't want him in my life. Stop bothering me. I'm going to go do my own thing. Well, you don't have to nag them in the natural, but mama, papa, you go ahead and take a stand on the word of God. Mary didn't take no for an answer that day. She said, whatever he says, do it because I know there's power in his word. And that same power is working in your life and in your family. And in your children and in your grandchildren, if you'll be tenacious like Mary was tenacious and say, no, whatever's in the word, that's what I'm having. Me and my household are going to be all born again. The seed of my womb is blessed. (laughs) It's going to go God's way. And then we're just going to highlight a couple more here. But think about this one, the provisional miracle. We're talking about our abundant provider. Providing in every aspect of our lives, not just spiritually. He fed the multitudes. This was such an amazing account. You can find it in every one of the Gospels. We know what happened. The little boy was the only one that had brought his lunch. There again, he had a good mama. Mama packed him a lunch. Everybody else was hungry. But that little boy was prepared. And so the people had been out there a long time and the pastor, the preacher, Jesus could see, I'm losing them. Their, their stomachs are growling. They're looking, some of them are looking longingly over at that little boy's bag lunch there. You know, they're, they're hungry. And what did he do? He took what the little boy brought. Five loaves, two fishes. And how many people did he feed? The Bible says he fed 5,000 men plus women and children. So it had to be at least doubled, if not triple that amount that day. And there were 12 baskets left over. Can you imagine the story that little boy told his mama when he went home that day? A provisional miracle. 
And then one of the very last miracles that Jesus did before he left this earth was another provisional miracle. Do you all remember this account? When the the religious leaders, they came to Peter and they questioned him and they said, Did you, did Jesus pay his temple tax? All religious about it. We're going to catch him now. He did not pay the tax that he needed to, to the temple. And Jesus replied and gave Peter instruction. He didn't say, Oh no, we don't know it. I'm not going to go there, but we do live in America. And if you do work, uh, you do owe taxes. Anyhow. That's all we'll say about that. But anyway, Jesus gave Peter the instructions. He said, we'll take care of this right now. He told him, who happened to be a fisherman, he told Peter, go catch a fish. And the first fish that you catch, open its mouth, and there's going to be a coin inside to pay for your tax and my tax. Which happened just the way he said it. Well, I see some of you right now, you're thinking... Maybe I should go fishing today. (laughs) Maybe I should go to the nearest lake or river out to the delta. Well, you know what? If you do go fishing, let me just say this. If you catch a catfish, don't try to open its mouth. You're going to get hurt. Those catfish got those little horn things on them, I know, from experience. So anyhow, go fishing if you want, but don't try to open that catfish's mouth. Just a little wisdom there, amen. (laughs) But the thing is this, we can believe and we can expect God to provide for us even in unusual and unlikely ways that was unusual to go catch a fish and open its mouth God's got avenues of revenue that he can bring into our hands that we haven't even thought about. He's got streams of provision, hallelujah, that will flow to the faithful. Oh, the Bible says a faithful man shall abound with blessings. So if you haven't been faithful to serve the Lord, if you haven't been faithful to sow of your finances, repent today. Today's a new day. Get yourself in position to be called faithful. Woo! And watch and see what the Lord will do. He intend, it's always been his intention, for us to live and enjoy a good life. To live the abundant life. To experience the blessings of the Lord and to live in the overflow. Of course we are not living in heaven yet. But we know we can have days of heaven here on the earth. We have to contend for it, though, because we do have an enemy. And his name is the devil. And he has one mission in mind. We'll look at it in John chapter 10, verse 10. Familiar scripture here. But out of the Amplified, it says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. That's his intent, folks. We have an enemy, he's defeated, but we have to enforce his defeat. If we could say one thing nice about the devil, he is persistent. 
He will always come with these attacks. But you and I are more than a conquerors. We have to know that. We have to operate in our God-given authority. And we can't be ignorant of his devices. Jesus, this is in red, said this is the intent that the devil is coming for, to steal, kill, and destroy. But the verse doesn't end there. And then Jesus goes on to say, but this is why I came. Woo! I came that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Glory. Everybody say glory. Jesus came to give us abundant life. That word literally means zoe. Zoe is the God kind of life. The life as God intended. And it's not for us to always be operating in lack and be attacked constantly in our bodies. No, 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 no. Tap in to what he has provided. And I love how it says here that it's his intent for us to enjoy life. If you're not enjoying life in Jesus, you're not doing it right. Enjoy life. Life is a journey. There's going to be bumps. There's going to be turns in the road and all of those things. But life is a journey. And it's an exciting journey in Jesus. And we should learn to enjoy the trip. Hallelujah. One of the definitions of enjoy is literally this. Relish. So I looked up relish, and it simply is this. Something adding a zestful flavor. Hallelujah. Something adding a zestful flavor. Now, I had a hot dog the other day, and I don't like plain hot dogs. They either got to be loaded up with relish or chili and cheese. And that's what, you know, it adds a little zest to a plain hot dog. Well, he's saying here, I came to add some zest to your life. I didn't come to give you a redundant, boring life. I came to give you an abundant life. I came to give you a life that's full of adventures in faith with me. I came to give you a life that is full of joy. Everybody say joy. Hallelujah. Say it again. Joy. Joy. Hallelujah. Well, that same passage, John 10, 10, and I don't think we have the voice translation, but let me read this to you because I want to highlight something. The thief approaches with malicious intent. We've already established that. He's looking to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I love how the voice says this. I came to give life with joy and abundance. Did you catch that? Life with joy and abundance. Abundance is attached to joy. The greater your joy, the more abundance you're going to experience in your life. 
Because when you're full of joy, you've just got your hope, your faith, your trust in Him. And even if the thief does show up and steal something from you, you know what? Jerry Savelle said this years ago. If he can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. <laughs> Woo! If he can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. So go ahead and lift your hands for a minute and just ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Woo! Ha, 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 ha. I'm stirring up the joy. I'm stirring up the joy. Ha, 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 ha. Some of you may have experienced some kind of loss. You may have experienced a loss of a job or a loss of a relationship. But if you will go ahead and rejoice, God is the one who says, I will restore. I will restore and make better than before. Abundance and joy go together. <laughs> oh, I'm thankful. How about you? Praise the Lord. It's always been our Father's intent for us to be provided for. And not just a little dab, but an overflow, a blessing. Think about even in the Garden of Eden. He had so many plants and fruit trees and all this stuff provided for them in the Garden of Eden. It was just Adam and Eve. They could have never eaten all that was abundantly provided for them. And he has not changed his mind. We want to look now at some scriptures over in Psalms. We'll start with Psalms 36, verse 7 and 8. How precious is your loving kindness, O God! Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Verse 8. They are, say these two words with me, abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. And you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. How does God satisfy? We just read it. Y'all can read, right? How does God satisfy? Come on, class. Abundantly. Some of you are having trouble just saying that word. Say it again. Abundantly. Not barely get along. Not ever having enough. No. Abundantly. This is the definition of abundantly. Excessive. Overflowing. Surplus. Over and above. More than enough. In this passage, that phrase, word abundantly satisfied, literally means to be saturated. To be drenched. Drenched and dripping. Not a little dab. Not a shower of blessings. Now, we've had some rainfall here in California in recent years. That was pretty much of a downpour. But seriously, you have never experienced a downpour until you're in an Oklahoma rainstorm. In July of all times, July, that's supposed to be a hot month. We were down in July, in Oklahoma in July for Kenneth Hagin's camp meeting. And one night we were standing around visiting with people and <clears throat> I kind of heard some thunder in the background, but we didn't think that much about it. But 
All of a sudden, people were saying, you need to leave. You need to leave. And so pastor and I, we okay, we'll make a mad dash for the car. And I'm telling you, before we could get in the car, we just got out the door. Downpour. I was so drenched. And I had my Bible, no umbrella. I had one of my Bibles. I put it over my head and that poor little Bible. Even today, the pages are full of water stains. I mean, it was a downpour. And Eden and, and uh, Esther were there and we got back to the hotel. And e- Eden, she looked at me. Oh, my shoes were just squishing. And she's like, Crammy. I mean, it was like, what happened to you? Well, I got drenched in an Oklahoma downpour. Well, if you can get drenched in the natural with rain, how about getting drenched? So saturated with the rain of the Holy Ghost. So and saturated with the presence of the Lord so that everywhere you go, people, if their ears, spiritual ears were open, they'd hear squish, 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 squish. That person is drenched. Yeah, hallelujah, I am drenched with the goodness of God. Drenched with the presence of God. I am abundantly satisfied. <laughs> Woo! Nothing satisfies like the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. He today is serving up some good stuff. Are y'all enjoying this meal? He's serving up some good things for us to leave today going, Mmm, that was delicious and I am filled to the brim with the Word of God, with the presence of God. Now in Psalms 36 verse 8 out of the Amplified, I love this. Don't you love the Word? They relish and feast. I like those two words. Relish and feast on the abundance of your house. You cause them to drink from the stream of your pleasure. We already talked about relish. It's all connected with enjoying. How about feast on the abundance at the Father's table? Hallelujah. We like the word feast. Some of you did a lot of that on Thanksgiving. Some of us. Anyway. But then on the other hand, we've had this experience. Perhaps you've saved up your money to go out on evening with your spouse, a special event, maybe anniversary or a birthday, and you're expecting a good meal. You're expecting a feast, but you're disappointed. You've had a bad experience. The service is terrible. And the servings, you're, you know, you're waited. You've saved up and the servings are so small. You look at your wife and say, do you have a magnifying glass so I can see that piece of meat? It's so little. It's disappointing. You leave not satisfied saying, whoa, they cheated me. Or then this one could have happened. In years past, people used to have a lot of banquets. I don't know. They're probably coming back. But maybe someone invited you to a banquet. You might have even had to pay to go to this banquet. And you're all dressed up and you're all excited. And they start, come out with the first course and it's wilted lettuce. Like, well, that's not good. Hopefully it's going to get better from here. And then the main course arrives. 
and it's a rubber chicken with soggy vegetables. And you're like, what in the world? I paid good money for this. I dressed up for this. And you're disappointed. But you know what? Never, ever will our Father disappoint us. He's always serving up something good. Pastor referenced, I believe, this today. But I want to read Psalms 23, verse 5, out of the message. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessings. Hallelujah. A six-course dinner. Pastor said it today. Right in front of your enemies. You have a chair at the Father's table. The devil doesn't. And he has to watch you sit there and enjoy the blessings of God. Pass me that loaf of healing bread. Give me that platter of peace. Hallelujah. And I'm going to take a big drink from that jug of joy. And the devil has to sit there and watch you. Your mama may have said it's not polite to eat in front of other people without offering them some. Well, it's okay. And you should just be eating, 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 eating right in front of the devil. Hallelujah. (coughs) There's no wait time at the father's table. There's no problems in the kitchen, but you do need to get your name on the guest list. You must make a reservation. You have to respond to the invitation. I asked you earlier, y'all have received Jesus. That gives you a place at the Father's table. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to, this is kind of as we're winding down here, I want to share another passage here in Psalms. And this verse is used a lot of times at the head of the year. But it's not just for the beginning of the year. It's something we should be applying in our lives every month, even in December. Psalm 65, 11, out of the Amplified. You crown the year with bounty and goodness. And the tracks of your chariot wheels drip with fatness. If the tracks of the chariot wheels drip with fatness, that means blessing. That means overflow. If they're dripping with blessings, how about your Honda or your Chevy or your Ford? They ought to be loaded down with the blessings of the Lord. And then in that same passage in the NIV, you crown the year with bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. So that says to me, even your grocery cart, hallelujah, it ought to be flowing over with good things. Your good thing might be a veggie burger and kale and celery and yogurt and low-fat sherbet. I'm not going to judge you if that's yours. But my good thing, I'll tell you what my good thing is, bacon and eggs (laughs) and steak and hamburgers and butter real butter and ice cream don't judge me I won't judge you gotta eat all things in moderation but it's scriptural in my opinion to enjoy milk butter cream ice cream burgers 
stakes because my father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And that's where that stuff comes from. Hallelujah. Did you know butter, real butter, comes from milk? <laughs> Ice cream comes from milk. Two other additives in there, of course. And then there's even a time when those cows have to give the ultimate sacrifice and you get burgers and you get steak. But nonetheless, our carts, our grocery carts, <laughs> overflowing with whatever is your good thing. I like that, don't you? What about your checkbook or your wallet? Should it always be empty? No, nothing in your wallet except your pictures of your grandkids and your driver's license. No, overflowing, overflowing. <laughs> and I just hear somebody say, but you don't know what I've been facing. You don't know what kind of year I've had. I may not, but he does. And I like this, another promise, that same passage, Psalm 65, 11, out of the NLT. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. And I love this phrase, if you're going through a hard place right now. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. Even the hard pathways Overflow with abundance, not gloom, despair, and agony, not lack, not a nothing. No, even if you're in a hard season, <laughs> it's about to get fat. Glory to God. Woo! It's about to overflow with abundance. <laughs> Our God is the God of the turn around. Woo! Somebody needs to stand up and turn around. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Our God is a God of the turnaround. It might be a little hard right now, but there's about to be a change of scenery. The pathway that you're on right now, you might see all of this stuff going wrong, but the scenery is about to change. Woo! You're gone from the land of drought and the land of lack into that place of abundant provision. I think somebody ought to shout, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Couple more scriptures. This came to me so strong as I was praying over this message. And it's found in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. In the Amplified. And somebody needs to grab hold of this with all of your heart. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Fear not! Abraham, I am your shield and your what? Abundant, abundant <laughs> compensation. And your reward shall be exceedingly great. Years ago, I did an entire message on after this. Folks, there's an after this coming in your life. 
So many people say, well, I'm just like poor old Job. I'm as poor as Job's turkey. What in the world does that mean? But Job, his trials and his tests, yeah, he had a rough year. We've all had a rough year. The Bible scholars say it couldn't have been any longer than 18 months, but probably just a year. And if I were to ask for a raise of hands, we've all had a rough year. But it did not end there with Job having a, going through a test. The key here is he went through. And if you will read Job chapter 42, you're going to get happy. I'll just quote some of it to you. But in verse 10, one of the things it says is, Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much. Everybody say twice as much. As he had before. The Lord gave Job double. And I love this. It didn't say that the Lord just restored all that he lost. It said it gave gave him twice as much. Double. And then verse 16 of Job 42 says, it starts with those words. After this. Say that with me. After this, Job lived 140 years. And he saw his children and grandchildren for not just those two, but for four generations. Woo! God turned it around for him. He lived long and he finished strong. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, my As I was praying last night, I know there's some of you that are facing some things, but the word of the Lord came to me and said this. After this difficult season, after this divorce, after this cancer diagnosis, after this death of a loved one. Oh, there's an after this. <laughs> You're going to live long. You're going to receive double for your trouble. <laughs> that verse we just read, he said, don't be afraid. We can't get in fear about the future. Don't base your future on what may have gone wrong in the past. Your future is bright as God can make it. Woo! Hook up with Him. Grab hold of your after this. <laughs> my abundant provider. My God. That meets all of my needs. Ooh, he's done some things. He's turning some things around in my life. The last scripture I want to read, and then we're going to have a praise break. <laughs> John 1, 16, out of the Amplified. For out of his fullness, abundance, there's those words again. Out of his fu- fullness and abundance, we have all received all had a share and we were supplied with one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor and gift heaped upon heap. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Glory to God. 
Glory to God. We have access to His full abundance. Grace upon grace. Blessing upon blessing. Hallelujah. Layers upon layers. There is no end to His supply. Glory to God. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, we bless you. Just lift your hands. Lift your voice. Begin to thank Him for His abundant provision. Ha, 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 ha. Woo! If you've been going through something, begin to thank Him. After this, after this, after this. Ha, 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 ha. There's joy on the other side of this. There's restoration on the other side of this. Ha, 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 ha. Woo! Thank you, Lord. I believe this with all of my heart that God wants us to go into this holiday season tanked up, completely full of God's peace His presence and His joy so that we can be a blessing to everyone that we come in contact with. Did you all receive that word today? Hallelujah! 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 <laughs>